Hey, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Tree of Life Church podcast. It's our prayer that these messages help connect you to the life, love, and power of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is my mic on? Hallelujah. There I am. I can hear myself now. So um, thank you all. And you really should just give yourself a hand. Let's do that. Give yourself a hand. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because your faithfulness has continued to move the gospel throughout the world. Your faithfulness your faithful giving, your faithful attendance, just your faithful prayers. You are so wonderful. I, I used to sing this old song. It's really old. Um, the blood-bought church, the redeemed. We are in this mighty moving force. Anybody remember? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> And that's how I look at you, and that's how I think of you. You're a mighty moving force. You're the blood-bought church of the redeemed, and you are. And it's an army of God, and you're moving through the earth. You're moving as an army. And you know, the army just, you know, they, they, they watch out for one another. They encourage one another. They're there for one another. And you know what? That's you. That's you. And that... That is so wonderful to be a part of that. So I just want to thank you all. And I want to introduce my other son, Pastor Jeff. You want to stand or not? (laughs) And uh, another son I have, Joshua. Would you please stand and wave at everybody? Joshua Pinkston. (laughs) Yay. Joshua and his wife were here, and they're just wonderful people, and now they're in, is that Phoenix? Yeah. I, it could be hotter there. Not right now. Not right now, okay. <laughs> so, um, you know, I just love to see what God is doing in everybody's lives and moving everybody to where he has for them. And God is, has that for you, for whatever is on your heart to do. And so um, I just thank God for everything, for all that he's done for us. Honestly, you know, Don came home one day, senior, and he'd had an experience with God, and he went to work one way, he came home another way, and he walked in the door, and in my head, I said, oh, good, Grumpy's home, something like that, you know. <laughs> and uh, he turned around and looked at me, and I knew just instantly something was different. And he said, I'm not the same man that left here this morning, and if you will forgive me, We will spend the rest of our lives telling people what God did for us, he will do for them. And honestly, until the day he stepped over into heaven, that is what he did. And we went to Bible school. We packed up. We stepped out in faith, or my mother thought it was foolishness. And we just stepped out and took that leap of faith. And so I'd say, well, what are you going to preach? And he goes, um... I don't know, because he said this to me. He said, I'm going to preach, and you're going to sing. And I go, well, I don't sing. And he goes, well, I'm preaching, you're singing. And, I, and I'm like, but 
I don't really know how, but he goes, well, I said, what are you going to preach? And he says, all I know is God is good. God is good. And that was kind of the foundation of, of Tree of Life, was just the message that God is good. You have to understand, 40 years ago, people didn't believe that very much about God is good. God is good. God is good. It, it just wasn't a real popular topic. You, you think everybody would know that, but back 41 years ago, it wasn't. And so uh, we just preached what we knew, that that was God is good. And we just continued preaching that word and praying. So I want to thank also everybody who's prayed. And I want to say this about that. Your prayers know no time. You think, well, uh, yeah, but I prayed that. It didn't work, so I give up. No, 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 no. Your prayers are eternal because they're words. And words are eternal. Words go out into the atmosphere. Also, your words are containers. Have you ever thought of your words like that? Your words are containers. And so you've got words in a container and you pour those out on other people. You know, let's, I believe that they're all good words, but it's like if your container's full and somebody bumps you, something's gonna come out, just like if you had a cup of coffee. So it's important that you understand those words are containers and you can uh, put life in them. You can, you could, uh, the word says, uh, that there's power in the tongue, life and death. So check your words, check what you're speaking, what you're saying over people. And so those words that were prayed like 41 years ago, those prayers are still in that realm of eternity. You see, because we are born again, we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we live in a supernatural realm. You know, we, some people just see with these two eyes, but the, but the Lord says that we can see with the eyes of our heart. That's because we are a spirit and we live in this body, amen? And we have a soul and the, and the mind is where the battle is. And so those prayers that you pray, if you don't know how to pray, go into the book of Ephesians, go into the book of Colossians, Philippians, pray the prayers that Paul prayed when he wrote them in prison hundreds and hundreds of years ago. The power of God is still on those words. Words, words, words are eternal. They are eternal. I mean, the, the scripture still works today. Even uh, this morning, I said to myself, Ephesians chapter one, I prayed it over myself. I said that yesterday, the day before, that God has given unto me a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said that over myself. I looked in the mirror and I said, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and soundness of mind. Amen. And I'm telling you, that word works on the inside. It works on the inside of us. It's alive, active, energizing. It's changing us from the inside out. Hallelujah, the word of God. And so, you know, some people, they pray and they say, oh, nothing happened, I'm gonna quit praying. No, 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 we're not. We're not quitters, number one. We are not quitters, amen? We keep on going and we keep believing the word of God. He's given us a whole book of promises right here. Now, I wanna tell you this, if you're addicted, I'm so, sorry, Lord, if you're addicted to alcohol, you can be set free by the power of the word of God. Hallelujah. 
I know there's somebody in here, don't raise your hand, who's an, al an alcoholic. I know there's someone here who struggles with drugs. Don't raise your hand. I mean it, don't raise your hand. But I'm just saying, I know God brought you here today because he wants you to get a hold of the word, to get a hold of the power of the Holy Spirit and set you free. Set you free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why did we come here today just to have a good time? No, but I've had a good time. We are here because the word of God and the power of God is transforming us from the inside out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory, glory. So I want to encourage you to pray, to pray, to get in the word and pray. That's an eternal realm. My friend Kathy's on the front row. We've been together for so many years, maybe 40 or 38, something like that. And uh, I'm so thankful. I hope you have a good friend too. And so I have a lot of good friends. I'm very thankful to say. And, uh, but I lived in Colorado for a while. She came up to see me. And so we'd just travel around all these places we'd heard about but never seen. And so one time we went down to this place called Telluride and we drove down in the valley and we're looking around, we're looking right there at all the rocks. They have a lot of rocks in Telluride, beautiful rocks. And uh, the river and we're just looking at everything. But we said, you know, we'd like to go up in one of those gondolas. We've never been in a gondola and I'd never been and I'd like to get in one because I don't ski, I don't, I, there was no snow. And so uh, we went over to the fellow and we said, uh, sir, can we just take a ride up to the top? We just want to go up and look around. And so we're looking around here and we see the houses and we see the river and we see the people. And so we got in that gondola. And so as we got in that gondola and we're sitting there, we're looking around and we're going higher and we're going higher and we're going higher. And as we went higher, I began to see further and further and further. And I began to see these houses over here and houses over there and church steeples, things I never saw down here on the ground, things I never saw down here just looking at it but I began to go higher and higher and higher and when I got to the top I saw mountains and I saw mountain ranges and I saw over there the horizon and I saw the sun starting to come up and I began to see all the beauty that was around me but it wasn't until I got higher that's what prayer does for your life prayer Prayer takes you up higher. Prayer lifts you up. Prayer takes you up higher. And that's where we want to be. We want to be up in the spirit realm and we want to see the things that God has prepared for us since the foundation of this earth. We want to see that. We want not just to see it. We want to pray it. We want to pray it. We want to pray the promises of God. We want to pray the destiny that God has for your lives. God has a destiny. God has a plan. He's put gifts on the inside of you. And they're not just for you to enjoy. They're for the whole body of Christ, for the whole world, for the whole world. And you pray destinies for your children, for your grandchildren, for your great-grandchildren, for your friends, because God knows what he has in store and only God knows. And as we pray, we bring that revelation. We bring that prayer of power because those people who've been coming here on every morning this week, thank you, thank you, thank you. But this is what Paul said in Philippians chapter one, verse 19. He says, I know that you pray for me and an abundant supply of the spirit will work in me for my deliverance and the furtherance of the gospel. So 
When we're praying, it's not just what you're praying here. I'm telling you, we are walking in the Spirit. We are walking in the Spirit. We are releasing the power of God to be in other people's lives. Oh, we've got to get that because of, of, the, uh, because of the destiny that God has for people. The destiny God has for your children. The destiny God has for people. The word has not changed. When we came here, we just knew God is good. We'd preach every service. God is good. And one time Don said, well, you're preaching tonight. And I said, I am? Oh, my gosh. And I said, I don't know what to preach. I preach God is good because that was what we knew. That was what we knew. And you have something on the inside of you. God has given it to you. It's from heaven. You have heaven on the inside of you. And God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Each of you, listen, each of you will affect your world. Each of you will affect your world. What do you have that you can give this world? What do you have? Ask yourself, what do I have? What do I have? What's my effect on others around me? What is my effect? And I think of Pastor Don Sr., how his life affected so many people. He didn't play it safe, I can tell you that. He just jumped out in the boat and we all followed after him. But he wasn't held back by fear. I find sometimes that fear holds people back. But the Word of God says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. You know, I think this is something that we need to think about, is sound mind. Some translations say a well-disciplined mind. Some translations say soundness of mind. I knew it was not easy for him because he had such a struggle with his mind. Quite frankly, I see that happening a lot today. People are struggling with their mind. They're struggling with anxiety, with stress, with worry, with fear. And you know what that does? It just robs the life of God right out of you. The devil wants that. The devil wants to make you powerless. He wants you to worry. He's like, you, here's something more to worry about. If you don't have enough, here's something more. The battle is in the mind. And it wasn't easy for Don. He had been to war. He had been to real war for two years. He had been to Vietnam, and they had real bullets and real people dying. But he said in his heart, in those struggles, I'm going to keep going. And not only am I going to keep going, but his challenge was to save as many lives as he could and take them with him. You know what? Until the day he stepped over into heaven, that was his purpose, to take as many people with him to heaven. That was his purpose. I have a lot of people say to me, well, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? I don't think I have a purpose. I don't have a purpose. I want to encourage you today, quit saying that. I'm going to tell you your purpose. Oh, yeah, I wanted to make a bracelet out of this. It just, just hit me. His purpose is my purpose. Let's all say that together. His purpose is my purpose. Let's say it again. 
His purpose is my purpose. I, I think, yeah, thank you. Somebody said it was good, Eric. So I think awesome. he's got it. We need that because sometimes we forget why we're down here, what our purpose is, but his purpose, his purpose, God's purpose is our purpose. And I want to say this about that. You know, when Pastor Don got a hold of the word, senior, and there were some things that were, he was having to deal with, those didn't disappear overnight. Well, we had a small house. Cost us, we bought it. It was our first house. Might have been about $28,000, something like that. Anyway, we had a small. Jeff and Don shared a bedroom. And so uh, he had promised Jeff that he could have his own room. Well, the only place we had left was in the basement. And so uh, his dad built him a room down in the basement. You remember this? And uh, right next to a train set. And uh, we joked about how we could just put like a little soda pop on that train and turn it on and carry it to his door, you know, and it'd go around. He was getting ready to move in. And, and Don said, well, you can't move in right now. And Jeff's like, what? I, I waited for my own room. And he goes, no, I'm going to use it. And uh, <laughs> you remember that? And Jeff's like, no, that's my room. And his dad goes, no, no, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it for my prayer room. Well, that goes over good with the teenager. <laughs> and so he would go down there. And this is so true. We would hear him praying. We could hear, I mean, up the, we could hear up the vents, and we didn't have to have vents. We could hear him outside. Praying, 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 praying. God, help me. God, strengthen me. God, thank you that I'm delivered. Devil, in the name of Jesus, I am not that old man. I am not that old man. I've been changed by the Spirit of God. I am a new man in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. All things become new. And then he'd jump over to Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Because... I'm telling you, he was like having that tattooed on his heart. You know why? Because he had been on alcohol. He had been on drugs. He had all these things from PTSD. And he was just having this life that was, was miserable. And the devil was condemning him. But then he said, it's going to be different now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to serve the Lord. And I want to tell you that when you decide to serve the Lord, the devil doesn't shut up. A lot of people miss it. They think, well, now that I'm a Christian, I'm not going to have any more problems. No, you start walking along and you're doing and witnessing and telling people your life has changed and the devil's right here saying, no, you're not any different. No, you're not any different. Here, have this drink. No, ju have just one. No, the de the God has changed my life. I'm new. I'm a new man in Christ Jesus. And the devil's saying, well, here, have an old drink. Here's an old friend. I'm telling you, the devil will not just shut up because you're born again. He is your enemy. He is your enemy, and he will keep harassing you. But we have the word of God. There are some things that have not changed. I mean, the foundation of this church has not changed. It's still the same as it was 41 years ago. It's still the same. I want to tell you that his grace is the same. The blood of Christ is the same. The word is the same. The Holy Spirit is the same. The name of Jesus is the same. God is the same. Faith is the same. 
the, hearing the word is still the same. I thought it might be easier, but it's the same. It's the same, and the word still has its power. The blood still has its power, but you have to put it in your mouth and let it come out and speak it. You know, those things have not changed. I mean, there's a lot of things that have changed. I mean, you can read your Bible now on the iPhone or the iPad or the iMax or whatever, all those i things are. You can read the word. I don't know if you know this or not, but there is one thing that has changed. Back in 1996, there was these two guys, and they thought, well, we're going to get together, and we're going to make a machine that's going uh, to get all the information in the whole world that we can get and put it in here in this machine, and uh, we're going to start it up, and we're going to call it Back Channels. Well, I don't know if you know what that is, but that was the beginning of the Google. I'm, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you know that history or not. Look it up on the Google. <laughs> yep. It was called Back Channel. Well, they had it there for about a year, but they kept getting more information and more information, so they changed the name. They called it, I am not kidding you, this is the first name of the Google, was called Backrub. Are you going to check it? Okay. <laughs> Somebody fact check me. Isn't that what they say? Okay, fact check. <laughs> it was. It was called back rub. And so they went along, and uh, they didn't quite like that name, but that's what it was first called. You can look it up on the Google, and it was called back rub. So then he said, well, we don't really like that name, and it's getting so big. So then they said, well, we're going to change the name. So the next name because they had to file a patent. So the next name they came up with was Goo, G-O-O, Goal, G-O-L, Plex, Goo, Goal, Plex. But they had a hard time saying that. And so uh, you can imagine. And so they said, well, okay, that's what's gonna be, Google Plex. So the guy, the Stanford University graduate, very smart guy, types it in, he made a type error. And instead of spelling G-O-O-G-O-L, he spelled it G-O-O-G-L-E, Google. 1997, it was registered, Google. Now, that has changed. But you know what I found out? You can type in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, and the word of God will come up, and it has not changed. It has not changed. Everything else may change. Even the Google has different name. But the word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. And the purposes of God. The purposes of God. The Bible reveals to me God, and the Bible reveals to me me. But you know what? Because the devil hasn't changed, he's after right now. I really feel he's doing this. He's after our mind. He's after our stability. And I want you to know that the devil's tactics are the same as they used to be. He's all about stealing your purpose in life. He, he doesn't care about you. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't care about you. He cares about your purpose. Your purpose. Now, what did we say earlier? Let's all say it together. 
His purpose is my purpose. So if you don't know what your purpose is, you just say that. His purpose is my purpose. So I, I just thank God that we found our purpose. And God led us to places that we never imagined we could go because we just stepped out to follow him. But I know this. I know this about the devil. He has not given up your mind. He wants to rob you of the stability of your soul. He wants to rob you of the stability of your soul. When the word of God clearly says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. But the devil wants to rob you of that stability of your soul. My friends, be warned. My friends, be alert. My friends, be on guard. My brothers and sisters, speak the word of God. The word of God. The word of God. God's word. God's word is what will stop him. The blood of Jesus. You say, I am bought by the blood of Jesus, that blood that's on the mercy seat and has not lost its power. I am still cleansed by the blood. I'm forgiven because of the blood. I walk in freedom because of the blood. I walk as a new creature in Christ because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The blood, the blood, the blood, the blood has not lost its power. It has not lost its power. I don't care what you came in here today with. It doesn't matter to God. You just plunge under that blood and it'll wash you clean. It'll wash you clean. The power of the blood will wash you, cleanse you. But I want to show you something in Isaiah chapter 26. Before we close, Isaiah, because I see people getting up and moving, so I know my time is short. Oh, they're coming for me. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 26. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. Remember, the devil wants to rob you. Oh, I want to say this before I forget. Listen to me on this one. The devil wants, you know, he wants to destroy your purpose. But, um, Your mind has been set free. Listen, your mind has been set free from self-destructive thoughts. I'm going to say that again. Your mind has been set free from self-destructive thoughts. I'll say it again. Your mind has been set free from self-destructive thoughts. Hallelujah. There are people that struggle with self-destructive thoughts. You're free from that. Brother, sister, you're free from that. You are free from self-destructive thoughts. You are free. I'm going to say it again. You are free from self-destructive thoughts. 
You are free from self-destructive thoughts. We got to remember that. We are free. Isaiah chapter 26. You know I read from the Amplified Bible. Let's look in verse, uh, I'm going to read in verse 12. Lord, you will ordain peace. God's favor, both temporal and spiritual, for us. For you have also wrought in us and for us all our works. That means that God had a plan for you from the very beginning. He's put gifts inside for you to fulfill his purpose. His purpose is my purpose. Verse 13, O Lord, other masters, you can relate here, other masters have ruled over us, but we will acknowledge and mention your name only. Right here in this verse is the key to freedom. Right here. It says, other masters have ruled over us besides you, but we will acknowledge your name only. Right there is freedom because there's freedom in the name of Jesus. There is freedom in that name. This verse can set us free. There's freedom in the name. Now look at verse 14. They, the former tyrant masters, are dead they shall not live or reappear. They are powerless ghosts. They shall not rise and come back. Therefore, you have visited and made an end of them and caused every memory of them, of every trace of their supremacy to perish. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Those are powerless ghosts that come back and remind you of stuff. Those are powerless ghosts. You have to speak to them. The name of Jesus only. Lift up the name of Jesus only over those powerless ghosts. This week, as you go your way, lift up the name of Jesus. You can speak the name. You can speak the word and your mind in all the thoughts that have you have in your mind, not every thought you have in your mind is a truth. Honestly, some people think every thought they have that goes through their mind is true. It is not. We are affected by our flesh, by our emotions, by the world, by the devil. And these thoughts fly through our heads, but we don't have to let them. We have to stand strong on the word and say, his purpose is my purpose. His purpose is my purpose. His purpose is my purpose. The blood of Jesus still speaks. One thing I want to remind you, the world is not your friend. The world is not your friend. It's not. TV, movies, music, all that stuff, I don't know what they have on those little iPad things. It's not your friend. It's not your friend. There is nothing about that that wants to uplift you except the Word of God. There's a negative pull around all of us, and we can all feel it, but the blood of Jesus has saved us. So I want you today to know I'm so glad to be a part of your journey. I'm so thankful. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of your journey. And you know, I, somebody asked me, uh, it was okay, like, how old are you? And I go, oh, well, like in about six weeks, I'll be 76. And I know, it's shocking. <laughs> Yay! But you know what? The word has not changed. The word has not changed. In all of these years, in all of these years, the power of God is still the same. We're all on a journey. And you know, I heard somebody say this one time and I kind of liked it. We're all just walking home. 
We are. And we want to take as many people with us as we can. Thanks again for joining us this week. We pray that this message encouraged and inspired you. If you want to find out how you can be a part of Tree of Life, just go to our website, treeoflifechurch.org. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend.